Hi, thanks for tuning in and welcome to the latest episode of Unspun, a podcast by Population, unraveling what's holding us back from regeneration and liberation in the fashion and home industries. I'm Lauren Hill. And I'm Catherine Tedrow. We're the founders of Population, a change agency blending the creative and strategic to embed an integrated approach to sustainability into brand, marketing, and business model strategy. We convene the much needed conversations about systems change by centering stakeholders across the entire value chain, all the way from supply to demand, to co-create solutions to the biggest sustainability challenges facing our industry. This week's episode is part of our four-part capsule series, Fibers of Tactics. We'll be turning it over to Unspun contributor, Kelsey Suchiyama, and her colleague and head of marketing at Tactics, Dorian Vandermillen. Don't go away, they'll be right back after the break. I'm Kelsey Tuchiyama, and I've been working on projects related to supply chain relationships and marketing and communications at Pactix. I approach the industry with a human and women's rights lens, and I'm always eager to have conversations that can help cultivate a sustainable future. And I am Dorian van der Mullen, marketing manager at Pactix and responsible for all marketing activities of Pactix Group. I am passionate about sharing Pactix's unique story tackling some of the major current challenges in fashion and lifestyle manufacturing, and specifically the role of marketing and communication in this. This is part two of Fibers of Pactics, a four-part capsule series by Unspun, where we will explore manufacturing in Cambodia through the localized perspectives of employees at Pactics. We're considering what responsible production can look like and what this means for the future of manufacturing. In the first part of this series, our guests, Mr. Kwong and Ms. Poor, gave us an idea of some of the changes that have occurred in the past 20 plus years in Cambodia, especially in Phnom Penh, as a result of manufacturing. In this episode, we are going to dive into some personal experiences of working at factories in Phnom Penh and at Pactix in Siem Reap. Today, we're speaking with Mrs. Vong Hoi, an operator at Pactix for over 10 years who previously worked at a garment factory in Phnom Penh. Parts of this conversation are in Khmer with English translations by Sitchat Vaughn, Pactix's group business controller. We are excited to hear from Mrs. Vong Hoi about her experiences as an operator in various manufacturing companies in Cambodia. Mrs. Vong Hoi, can you tell us a little bit about your background, please? So my name is Wong Hoi. I'm originally from Siem Reap, uh, and I moved to Phnom Penh in 2002. So when I first moved to Phnom Penh, I haven't found any job yet. I live with my uncle from my father's side. The family, uh, only after two years of moving into Phnom Penh that I found a job. So after two years, I found a job in a manufacturing company, and when I started, they didn't let me uh, do the sewing yet. Um, I was uh, uh, cutting uh, edges of the fabric, and then only after six months, they let me um, join the sewing team. Mrs. Fong Hoi, what led you to search for a job in Phnom Penh, and specifically in manufacturing? 
So the main reason that I decided to move to Phnom Penh and find a job is because of a family financial issue. We were really poor at the time and I decided to go to Phnom Penh. And why did you find a job in manufacturing in specific? So I think I don't have the enough um, knowledge or education to find any other jobs. So I think that the job in the manufacturing sector is, you know, for an average person like me. Improving working conditions, not just in Cambodia, but throughout the world, remains a challenge in the industry. How would you describe the conditions of the factory you worked at in Phnom Penh? Regarding the working condition, everything was fine. Um, they pay the salary on time. Everyone respect uh, the the labor rights, but except that the the working environment is not very friendly. The wall is too high, and there's no enough fresh air, and there's a lot of chemical involved during uh, in the production. And many people face uh, on a daily basis. And also, the building is is not built in a in a um a healthy way. There's only four doors of the building. There's no enough window. There's no uh, natural light in. They use the lamp, and it's not uh, very healthy to to be working all day long in such building. And the bathroom is not is also not very clean uh, because of the the many people working in the, uh, at the factory and there's not enough cleaning team to do the cleaning and there's often flood when it rains like up to the knees and also there's no canteen everyone uh, go outside during lunch break and eat on the street. Some of the reported issues among factories in Cambodia include non-compliance with overtime, incorrect calculation of annual leave entitlements, and non-compliance with chemical and hazardous substances management. Mrs. Von Hoy, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when working at that factory in Phnom Penh, in addition to the things that you already mentioned? <laughs> Uh, the main issue is uh, related to the chemical that uh, that was spread from the incoming material or fabric and uh, many people often face uh, even though I never fainted myself but it was uh, it was not very healthy that is the main issue for me at the time what's the number one thing you would change about that factory and the conditions I think uh, for me there are two things. Um, I want the bathroom at the factory to be a bit more clean, and I want to I want the building of the cutting and assembly and the packing to be separated. Because uh, when I was working in the assembly area, it was uh, close to the cutting area, and when the fab the fabric comes, uh, it's it smells a lot of chemical to me at the time. So now moving to the transition to Seam Reef and Pactix, what made you want to work for Pactix? 
I, I want to work for Patek uh, for one reason is that I love sewing. But uh, when I first moved to Simrib, I didn't know there's a factory in Simrib yet. Only until 2011 that I found out that there's a small factory which is Patek. And I know Patek from uh, my sister friend uh, from Sakrao. Uh, at the time, they were looking for operators, and then she informed that I should apply. Why did you decide to move from Phnom Penh to Siem Reap? I moved to Siem Reap because my family uh, found out that there's a lot of people fainted at the factory that I work for, and they are very worried and asked me to come back uh, if possible, because uh, up until that time... Um, there's almost everyone fainted in a day, like three or four hundred people fainted in a day. Um, so that's when I decided to come back to Simreap. Were you looking for specifically sewing jobs when you moved to Simreap? Um, so initially when I moved back to Simreap, I didn't think that I was going to go into the manufacturing again. Uh, I, I did uh, study uh, on this area for the like um, how to tailor uh, or design clothes and open my own shop. But at the time, it didn't make financial sense because there were a lot of shops in my village. And then like later on, this opportunity uh, showed itself, so I just grabbed it. What is your favorite part about working at Pactix? Uh, again, I love sewing. But also at the same time, I feel very happy to come. I love my colleagues. I love the environment in Pactix. It makes me feel safe. Beside my colleagues and the working environment, uh, I love the fact that they provide a lot of trainings and incentive to, to want to know better, like English, uh, computer, or any other stuff if, uh, if I want to. So that's what I love about Pactic. How would you like to further develop yourself in your job? Are there any trainings, for example, or skills that you would like to develop? One thing, I, I want to get better at um, assembling the, the bags uh, product because it's a bit hard for women to do it. And if there is anything you could change about tactics, what would it be? I would like to uh, suggest Pactic to get uh, more so, um, more machines that, that is aligned with the complicated product because uh, at the moment we're just using the, the machine for the clothes, uh, for bags also, and it's, also, it's difficult for us to, you know, assemble. What are some of the biggest differences in your experiences working at the factory in Phnom Penh and at Pactix? The differences that I uh, I found uh, between the two is that in Phnom Penh, it, there's no proper uh, natural light and air in the building. Um, it's not as safe as Pactic, and and I and there's no proper eating area and a safe production floor also in Phnom Penh. So I like Pactic better. Uh, back to the last question, I also want to suggest Pactic to have. Uh, some more seat beside the uh, uh, the sewing uh, building so that we can sit uh, during lunch break. And would you say the relationship you have with your colleagues here and in Phnom Penh, would you say that's different? 
It's personal that um, I also like my colleagues in Phnom Penh, but uh, there were less people that was close to than here impacted. How does that impact your life and your working experience? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I'm, I'm happier now and I perform better in my job also because in Phnom Penh, I was alone among a thousand people that came from Siem Reap, so it feel a bit lonely. So I like uh, where I am now. Very well, thank you very much. What are some of the things you wish people understood about manufacturing in Cambodia? Um, I think what most people misunderstood about manu- working in manufacturing is that uh, it, it cannot make a living out of it. I think it is okay. Um, I think I'm, I get paid enough to make uh, to support myself and my family. Was that both in Phnom Penh and, and here in Pactics? Yes, both, both in Phnom Penh and Pactics. People misunderstood that it is it, it, it underpaid too much. Okay. But uh, for me, I think it get I get paid enough to okay. support my family. If there's one thing that you could change in the manufacturing industry in Cambodia, what would it be? Uh, if I may change one thing in the industry is that the company should try to recognize or notice more on the group of the team that perform good in the complicated product. Uh, even though now I think it's uh, reasonable, but I would like to get more. So recognizing that not all products are the same, there's various levels of difficulty. Yes, and as well as the patient. The patient represent that. Yes. And, you know, uh, ultimately recognizing the effort of the team and the experience and the skill that they have for that complicated product. And how do you think that we can achieve this change? Do you have any idea? Um, so I can't speak for the whole sector uh, in general in Cambodia, but for Siem Reap, I would like to see tactics uh, or other small factories in Siem Reap to diversify the product line a little bit so that we always have the production running and um, and have the overtime from time to time so I get to make a little bit higher salary. Also, um, the company could offer more jobs to the local and finally, an unspun hero is someone who is doing great work in the industry or maybe been important in your career that you would like to give a shout out to. Who is your unspun hero, Mrs. Wong Hoi? So I would like to uh, say a big thank you to a woman uh, in Phnom Penh previously uh, known in my uh, last working place in manufacturing that uh, she's like a mother to me. She taught me how to sew. She taught me how to communicate uh, better in, in working. And I would also like to thank her for um, letting me stay at her place, giving me food, taking care of me uh, with little charge at the time. I wouldn't know uh, what to do or where to go if I didn't meet her. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you, Mrs. Wong Hoi and Sichat for coming on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are also speaking with Mrs. Chantia Srin, 
a supervisor at Pectix who has worked at several factories in Phnom Penh in her 13 years there. Parts of this conversation are in Khmer with English translations by Sitchat Thun, Pectix Group Business Controller. We are looking forward to getting another perspective on working in manufacturing in Phnom Penh and here at Pectix in Simrip. So to start, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Hello everyone, my name is Shanti Sim. I am 33 years old. I am of Cambodian. I left school after grade 9 and I'm originally from Gurdjieff. So after I finished grade 9, in 25, I moved to Phnom Penh to, to find a job. Uh, so I worked there uh, until I found uh, my husband and get married. And I took a break in 2011 uh, and I go back to my hometown to, uh, to deliver my baby. And then after that, I came back to Phnom Penh in 2015 to continue working. So in 2012, uh, after I delivered my baby, I came back to Phnom Penh to continue working. Um, I work and I saved up and then um, in 2018, uh, we decided to move to Sibiria because uh, my husband wanted to move to Sibiria and to open our own businesses, but uh, it wasn't uh, very successful at the time. Chanti, what, what kind of work did you do while you were in Phnom Penh? So, when I first moved to Phnom Penh to find a job, I was still underage. I was about 16 or 17. So, I forged uh, my ID to be 18 and to be, to be able to be accepted to go to work. But the workplace didn't know. When I first started, they only let me do the general job, such as uh, inserting drawstrings of the pen or attach the button of the pen. And then after a while, maybe a few months, uh, they, they ran out of those jobs. They let me uh, work on the, the sewing machine. Since they let me start working on the sewing machine, I was really excited. I worked really hard. They allowed 30 minutes of lunch break, but I only took 15 minutes and the rest I, uh, you know, practiced myself from a single needle machine to multiple needles sewing machine. And just after a while, I was able to do three or four different kind of sewing machines. After I got to, to know how to work on different machines, I have the I think I have the required practical skill to find a better jobs in a better place with a better salary because at the time that first working place was not totally compliant. They also hire child labor. Uh, it was not in the standard that is required by the labor law. But it was the place that taught me a lot of things. So I am thankful. Yet I, I had to find a, a new place. Why did you look for a job in Phnom Penh? So the main reason that I moved to Phnom Penh to find a job and quit school also it's because uh, my family financial situation was struggling at the time and I want to uh, earn some money and be able to support them. It's also because at the time I seen some example when people pursue uh, higher education but they're not going anywhere. They're not earning that much money, so I think I want to save time 
uh, be able to to earn my own money and save up and and also uh, reach my own goals, financial goals. When you think back at the times you worked in Phnom Penh, how would you describe the working conditions at the factories you worked at? So among the four or five factories that I, I worked in Phnom Penh, they are almost similar. The working condition is really strict. It's unlike in Sri. Um, the working hour is from 7 to 11, one hour lunch break, 12 back to work until 4. And then if there's any overtime, it's from 4 onwards. According to the labor law, you can only do a maximum of uh, overtime of two hours a day. But all of the factories I work for is for the Chinese company, and they were not compliant. Sometimes we work overtime between three to four hours a day. Most of the time, they force us to do the job, to complete the job in order to meet the, the order quantity, regardless of how tired we were or nothing is taken into account. It's only the thing is we can we need to, to meet the orders. And the working environment is a bit stressful because there is no uh, casual communication be between colleagues. Everyone is busy doing their own job and responsible for their own uh, yeah their own job. And it's very structured between the position of the workers. And I also find it very difficult to apply me it rarely get approved from my uh, team leader unless I I almost fainted or something. And one more thing, also the, the language that the team leader and the management team is using is very inappropriate. They use the strong words, sometimes they scream at us. We weren't eating uh, very well. You mentioned a number of challenges you faced while working at factories in Phnom Penh, such as forced labor, stressful working conditions, but also inappropriate language from, uh, from your supervisors. If there would be one thing that you could change about the factories and conditions in Phnom Penh, what would it be? So if there is one thing that I can change about the, the factories that I work for in Phnom Penh, I would want the supervisor or the team leader using a better language and words to, you know, direct or explain to the team members and not using the harsh rude language to us to, to get the job done. For example, uh, one time it happened to to us is that when we cannot meet the required order quantity, they would scream at us and, and say that himself as a supervisor is the one uh, who to be blamed. Why can we reach the quantity like the other team? We have to, we have to uh, keep going, etc. So on top of uh, using a better language, they should try to be more calm and patient to explain to their team members. And also another example, when uh, when I got to be a supervisor in one of the manufacturing company that I work for, uh, I wasn't using the same language that those supervisors were using, but I wasn't being appreciated. The boss didn't like me for being too uh, too soft, and I uh, I even get screamed at and cried one time at the workplace. 
Thank you for sharing all your experiences working in Phnom Penh. Now you are a supervisor here at Pactix in Siem Reap. So what made you first want to work for Pactix? So when I first moved to Siem Reap, like mentioned before, uh, I wasn't planning on uh, working for another yet another manufacturing company. I wanted to uh, start my own business, but it wasn't successful. We made a loss, and then COVID happened. My husband also lost his job, so we we only have expense going on, and we had no income. So that's when I decided to to find a job at Pix. But if there would be, you know, one thing that you could change or would like to see changed at Pactix, what would it be? Nothing to change. <laughs> There is no one big thing that I, I think that I want to change about Pactic because everything is already very, very well organized and managed much better than Phnom Penh. Uh, even the way that people communicate between different uh, level of position, everyone respect each other. So the way we communicate is equally casual between one another. So I don't have one big thing to change about that. But if I could make us a word on what I can change is related to the operation, I would like to see more job orders, of course, so that there will be more job for the, the operators and also higher income that comes with it. So we're going to move now to our closing questions. If there was one thing you could change about the industry, what would it be? One thing I could change about the industry, uh, both the manufacturing uh, in Phnom Penh and Siem I would want the minimum wage to be a little bit higher or to say like more reasonable in according to the product that we're working for. But especially for the manufacturing in Phnom Penh is the working environment that's providing to the worker right now. Uh, I would like to see them uh, structure the building in a more friendly way. For example, right now they have like a very narrow space with five-story buildings. So if there's any emergency happening, uh, it wouldn't support a proper evacuation process. So that's very uh, dangerous for the worker that's working in those uh, buildings. Mrs. Chantia, thank you so much for you know taking part in this uh, in this podcast and sharing your story with us. As a final question, we would like to ask you about your unspun hero. And an unspun hero is someone who is doing great work in the industry, or maybe someone who has been very important in your career that you would like to give a shout out to. So, who is your unspun hero? So my unspun heroes, there will be two, will be Bong uh, Wei and Mr. Chatu, who always provide advice, guidance and support uh, to myself since I was an operator. They always encourage me to do better, to be better, how I can improve my job. They taught me the things that I didn't know. So I would like to say thank you to both of them again and again. 
And lastly, I would like to wish them good health and happiness uh, in their life and continue to be heroes for me and for the others. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Shantia and Sitchat, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, both. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unspun, The Fibers of Pactix, a capsule collection sponsored by Pactix and produced by Population. Huge thanks to the employees and management of Pactix for sharing their perspectives on the industry. We're especially grateful to Kelsey Suchiyama and Dorian Vandermolen for the huge effort it took to pull together this capsule collection. You can learn more about Pactix on their website, Pactix, P-A-C-T-I-C-S.com. To join the conversation, follow us on Instagram at WeArePopulation or visit our website, WeArePopulation.com. You can find Unspun on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.